1: So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started.
2: Hey guys, Casey Boat here. I don't know how we got this lucky, but Brett is out again. We have race winning spotter Tim Fiedel back to chat about his victory lane experience in New Hampshire. Plus, he and TJ will cover... Paul Menard turning Harrison Burton in the Xfinity race, Denny Hamlin's tweet about spotters, Harvick and Hamlin's battle for the win, plus tons more. Let's get started.
1: I've This is Brent Rippen. Get ready. Be ready. Be ready. Give me what you got here. New leader. Uh, watch out for this guy. White flag. Recognize. Hello. 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 Clear. Bring three to the line. Door, bumper, clear. I'm uh, TJ Majors, and you know we decided to can Brett again. We've had so many good reviews of last week. Um, we brought the winning spotter back. I'm Tim Fedua, spotter for race winner, Kevin Harvick.
2: I don't know how we got this lucky, honestly. <laughs> another break from <laughs> Brett and a race winning spotter.
1: This Two is, weeks in a row. Yeah, yeah, so Casey gets another break. From wedding picture posts <laughs> and, um, you know, but you're still going to, um, you're not going to get a break from if you're going to have a baby or not.
2: Oh, my God.
1: So we'll just get that knocked out of the way right now.
2: Yes, I do still. People have asked me, so wait, waiting are you on pregnant you, or waiting not Waiting on you, pregnant? Chad.
1: Waiting on you, Chad.
2: Not pregnant, <laughs> despite what TJ says every I didn't say single I did say you were. And I gonna? will never, ever make the announcement on, on DVC. I well, that's will.
1: heartbreaking. You should. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, now it's like you bring it up every week.
1: Well, now you're going to have to make the announcement oh on the show.
2: Oh Yeah, It'll
1: well, be done on the show.
2: We've got it's some time before be. that. Don't you worry.
1: Like a week or two or. <laughs> anyway, I would <laughs> Chad, ask you
2: Chad be uh, like, "Casey, is there something we need to talk about here?"
1: Oh my gosh.
2: No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, sorry Chad. You know. <laughs> um, so I would ask you how Loudon was, but I'm, say it went okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Timmy Timmy had a good time. He kind of called a shot last week. Well, I mean, no, going, I mean, you kind of did. You I did. Just, I yeah. felt good about it. it yeah, was time. I mean, we we've, we've been close all year, and that's one of Kevin's better tracks too. It is. So. It is. That's a that's a Kevin Kyle Clint type racetrack. Um, Brad's been really strong there lately. Uh, last couple of years, Brad's gotten really good there as well. So, and it showed. Yeah, I think a lot of the veterans run good at Loudon. I think. And I think a lot, a lot of, of guys with a short track background.
0: Yeah, I mean Fine. a lot of guys
1: don't like Loudon. Yeah, it's and like it's, Martinsville. It's like
0: one that they just want to go to and go like Martinsville. Or it's hard. I it mean, it's, it's a tough.
1: It's a different racetrack. So Martinsville and Loudon are two of the places where I think people look at me like, oh, I can go there and run. You know, yes. I'll be better hear there. It all the when time. It, it's the complete opposite, yes. it's actually harder there in Martinsville. Or they're two of the hardest racetracks you can go to to start at if you're going to run your. Why is that? It's just there's so much to it there's you have to be able to learn you have to be good on the brakes you have to be good at getting into a rhythm and um you know martinsville's got the curbs you got it you just got to find a rhythm you have to take care of your right rear tire you have to take care of your stuff and you know it, it's hard like dale jr's first trip to martinsville went as bad as it could go he, he hit a wrecker um he hit the wrecker so how that's pretty bad or did he hit the wrecker or the ambulance pace car no, it was a wrecker or ambulance. I think. Donor, do you remember?
0: Ambulance. You're from the south.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, um, and, and every, I'm. It's hard, and these guys are these guys that have been going there for a while are really good. Our, our, I think people underestimate how good these guys really are, too. They these do drivers. Like but... you better enjoy watching guys like Jimmy and them guys race right now because it's like watching Tom Brady. It is. And... You know, they're so good. Like you said earlier, a lot
0: of the young kids will run their first truck race, and it'll be at Martinsville. He said, yep. Yeah, we're going to Martinsville. Can you help me there? He said, we should be really good there. I've run a lot of short tracks. I'm like, yeah, yeah man. Yeah. I don't know if that's my first choice, but just because it's so technical and Loudon's a lot like that, you have to have um,
1: experience. I think it's the biggest thing. Just yeah, it's just experience there. There's there's little tips and tricks to these guys. Honestly, it's from if you're good at short tracking, I believe that you'll eventually be better. At those tracks in my opinion if you're gonna if you're really good and you know you grew up racing short tracks i think you're gonna go to loudon and Martinsville and be you're gonna be like wow this is harder than i thought but after him i think you're i think you're gonna those are gonna be your strong points later on you're in gonna your career, adapt yep. yeah you're gonna adapt to that um but the you know like these young kids coming in like william byron and that they don't know any different like we talked about before they don't know he hasn't run a ton of short tracks not like not like 10 years at a local place like it used to be, like like you and, like, Corelli. You guys got closets full of trophies from feature wins at local tracks. Yours is more Michigan, probably Midwest area, you know. Yeah, I mean, and. The, How many feature wins do you think you have before you moved up? Well, you up?
0: know, to be honest with you, I didn't have that many feature wins before I moved <laughs> up because every year I moved up, like, into a different, more competitive series. I started out yeah. running late models and. Uh, so where, what was the first track you raced at? Um, the first track I ever raced at was a dirt track in Michigan called Crystal Speedway. Yeah. Three-eighths, high banked. And, uh, you know, I raced there for a couple of years, raced another dirt track, and then we went to the pavement stuff, and every week, my dad would take me to a different track.
1: Yeah, I, got I never
0: raced the same,
1: never raced for a championship yeah. until I went into, uh, like the Argo Series or ASA. Yeah, but you ran a lot of races. I did. You ran I a did. lot of races, and guys like, like Corelli's got, I mean, I mean, he's got yeah, hundreds of wins. Exactly. They And... Yeah, I mean, most of them, the, his first stats are like carved in stones. Well, back, you know, you
0: didn't, you had to be about, before you got in a, a bush, you know, back in the day, you there wasn't a truck winner. series, but you had to be probably 32, 33 yeah. years old. Yeah. And you had to win a lot of races wherever you yep. came from, or you didn't even get the shot. Now, I mean, it's changed. It's, 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 yeah, a lot it's different. not even about, it's no, not even it's about, not about getting that.
1: Like Jack Sprague, they called him. One track, one track Jack, because but he had a lot of wins.
0: He, 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 I never that I that, I know it's because he won at what Concord all the time. Yeah, the one big track ten series. Yep. but he won several features at other tracks before he.
1: Oh yeah, and all them like Hornaday, all them guys, uh, just tons of wins, like yeah. tons and tons Nowadays, and tons you, of wins. You know, the kids they were stars and... at their local places. Right, like yeah. they were they were stars at their local tracks. So, but uh, anyway, good weekend for you.
0: Had it was be, it was exciting.
1: It was yeah, uh a feel you know, good to get the monkey off our back. Yeah. It, it does.
0: Feel. You know, we we been close obviously. We just hadn't put it all together and uh yeah. you know, you guys
1: had some bad luck too. We
0: little have. things would bite you. But I I really, you know, it was uh it's just nice to have some relief going into the next This race. just
1: goes to show you that you don't ever know when your when your next win's going to be. No. You know, you're used to winning four or five races a year. Probably roughly, and then it seems like okay. Well, it's kind of yeah, not not easy, but it's you know we're going to be pretty successful. You it every year, then it comes and you're right. It doesn't happen for a year and a half, and, and you're like, Mark oh Martin my god! Said
0: it years ago, right? You said you never know when your next victory. You never know come. when it's going to come. And I told yep. the guys that in Victory Lane last night.
1: I said, you know. Relish this moment Because you yeah, just never it, know I mean It could be next week Right And it might be a year and a half From now Right? You never know No you sure so, don't yeah.
2: So yeah So what's Kevin going to do With the lobster
1: <laughs> I don't know I don't think Keelan he, Is impressed with it I don't
0: I don't know I don't Ugh. know if he does or not Keelan kissed it and I, I, I saw it that. Yeah that was pretty cool
3: I saw that. That's awesome.
2: So we are back to my turn to select the pristine auction item to bid. We're um, on a
3: little bit of a losing streak. We lost yeah. your Bradley Cooper photo. Then last week we lost the David Ortiz signed baseball because it went uh-huh. for like two hundred dollars. Again, it's crazy. But we do have our Gamecock football Perfect. now on the table.
2: Yes, and because of that, and just to get Brett back for you know <laughs> all the crap he gives me and being gone for. 2 weeks. So I decided that it was time to uh bid on a Clemson Tigers National Championship football. So I'm all for it. We can put it right next to uh his favorite football right there on the table. I think We
1: got a I'm a Syracuse fan kind of um we got a Michigan State fan here. So I think Clemson would be fine up there especially if it makes Brett mad. Yeah, exactly. We can put it right it next will. to Brett. Yep. Yeah, we Maybe you should get one like find like a bigger one that'll cover that one. Maybe <laughs> a
2: big helmet and have him wear it the yeah. entire show. Next I
1: heard week. somebody ask Brett how they're going to be this year and he already gave me the he already gave that guy this an excuse. Well, our schedule blah blah um, blah. And I was like, "Oh my whatever. gosh, you're one of them guys. Our schedule's harder."
3: Yeah. So we so. put a $20 bid on the football, and I'm, we're not going to lose this one. If we lose this one, I'll go find a little helmet or something. Yeah.
2: We're going to have to, next week, whoever's turn it is, like, pick something Clemson again. We'll just keep going until we uh, get
1: it. No. We're going to load this table with Bill's stuff. <laughs> no. That's my goal is to get everything I can, Buffalo Bills, on this
3: table.
2: Whatever you say. Uh,
3: Football's coming. So Brett's probably fuming as he's listening right now that we're going to bid on a Clemson football. I would oh. think.
2: Get excited, Brett.
3: Can't wait.
1: Yes. Spot on, spot on, spot off. He's spot, spot off that. I'm going Spot on,
2: you like it. Spot off, you don't
1: like it, and you say why either way.
2: First topic. Kevin Harvick's comments Friday at New Hampshire. Jason, you want to play that? Yep,
3: this is like a thirty-minute clip from when he was in the media center. Thirty-second that minute. Wow, that's long <laughs> Yeah. <clip. laughs> wow. He was in the media center on Friday, and he was answering Jeff Glucks' question about why guys have started racing all over the track and what's caused that. If you'd have drove like this ten years ten years ago, you'd had a fist in your mouth. But well, what changed were the rules, and when it becomes when every spot becomes that much more difficult to achieve you have to defend uh, the, the spots that you have because you know that you might not get it back. The blocking is a part of what we do. Defending your position is, is a part of what we do and it's, it's just an, an evolution of, of where the where the rules package is and, and heck I had a blown motor last week, um in a broken engine and was only three tenths off the pace. So, you know, you are talking about small amounts of time and, and and especially on the mile and a half racetracks where you know, if you can keep somebody behind, them, behind you, and that comes with side drafting and blocking and all those things, that if they're directly behind you, there's no way they'll pass you because of, of the arrow.
2: Spot on, spot off. Tim, we'll start with you.
3: Spot on.
0: I mean, that's just the way it is. Couldn't say it, you know, I couldn't say it any better. We've talked about it. We talked about it last week, I think, a little bit. And um, Every week it seems to be a topic. And, uh, you know, there's not many old school places we go to anymore where you, you don't have to block or or uh do what you got to do to to make this package work for you. And I think I think uh Kevin's exactly right.
1: Yeah, he's uh he's spot on with how everything has evolved like this. Um, I'd say Loudon and uh Martinsville and Bristol are kind of the last three places that I think were um it's not as much of a factor there. Um kind of short tracks. But he he's right on the, how it's evolved. I mean, you you have to take the air from the guy. That's that's the name of the game. I, I want to win. I don't. There's a like we want to win the race. I don't want to. Hey, Timmy's back here. He's got a. He's a little faster, but I'm gonna let him go on by. No, I don't want to let him go on by. That's just not how it is. Um. So every everything's evolved. The cars have evolved. The driving style has evolved. The spotting has evolved everything that everything in the sport just keeps evolving like everything else so and he's he's right so and just because
0: like you said you you think martinsville and loudon is not really i don't know i i still think even your mindset as a spotter and as a driver just because you're at loudon you're still going to block Right, you're not going to not block because you're at Loudon. Is that what you're saying?
1: Yeah, no, you're still going to block to a point, but like not like a mile and a half block. Right. Like mile and a half, you can move up three, but four. It's, in our, it's as a spotter now. Yeah.
0: We're so in tune with just protecting you know, every run that's coming. Yeah, you know well, when I'd they get a close go we at yeah. Loudon we didn't, we weren't that protective. Would you agree with that? No, nah,
1: you're probably not quite as protective. Um, definitely, I mean the wake's bigger in the car, right. so it's just it's right. it's you know it's still. Um, yeah, it's just it's everything's changing, constantly.
2: Next topic: Denny Hamlin's tweet during the Xfinity race. Jason.
3: He tweeted, "Did we just hear the 22 spotter say he's been too nice for too long? Young dudes, don't let your spotters drive your cars for you. Most times, it leads to wrecks."
2: TJ, this one is definitely for you. Spot honors. I feel like on. it would be
1: better for Brett.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: yeah, but you know. To me, I'm I'm spot off on this. I, I don't. Um, I've worked with plenty plenty of young people and continue to work with plenty of young people that you try to guide the right way and help them. Um, I don't think. Uh, first of all, I don't think it was a spotter that he that said anything, and I think he made a tweet after that saying, you know, it wasn't him. But um, you know, I I, I don't agree. I, I'd like Danny to come up there and spot a race and see how he does uh but i i don't agree um a lot of us make a living by helping guys and you're trying to help them run the best race you can and make better decisions on the racetrack and i don't think i've ever talked my guy into you know into, into wrecking somebody like that you, you don't like your car you don't like your car to go out there and get pushed around but you also you know you, you're not like if you get hit repeatedly and you know as well as I do if you keep letting it happen, guys are gonna keep doing it until you stand up for yourself. Um but I don't you know, I, I'll never I'll never talk my driver into going down there, you know, and wrecking somebody's car. I don't I don't agree with that. These these guys in the garage and the shops don't get enough credit already as it is for how much work they put into these cars and for them to go out there and and uh just go in there and hey, go wreck that guy. That's not there there's that guy didn't work on that car. So was know. it Josh that said it, or no, it wasn't Josh. No, I think it was. I think it was the. I think it was on the crew chief. Yeah. So, but um, you know, I, I disagree with Denny. If he would, maybe he needs to listen to some other people's spot and how they work with drivers and stuff before before you go and say that. In my opinion, I mean, I don't. I don't tell him. You know, I'm sure his spotters helped him many times. Uh, I know Lambert's great with him. He's helped him, and Danny's tweeted about it before how good he, how good Lambert's done with him and stuff. And I, I don't just think that's a pretty. I don't know. I don't. I don't agree with the statement.
0: Spot off. I mean, I, I don't agree with it either. Um, you know, I tell Kevin as much information as I can, and a lot of times he doesn't listen to me. <laughs> not for the fact that he don't. But he's driving the car ultimately, yeah. and he's going to do what he wants to do, and that's great. That's what I want him to do. Um, but I'm still going to feed him that information until he tells me to stop. And, uh, you know, this case, you're working with a younger driver. Um, sometimes they, you know, it's hard to tell them the truth sometimes, but yeah. they need to hear it because it's not only coming from you. It's coming from Channel 2 on our radios. It's coming from yeah. the meetings the week before. Hey, you got to stand this guy. You got to guide him here. You got to tell him to be more aggressive. We can't just be riding around. Not saying this, just picking on the twenty-two. Yeah. This is with a lot of young drivers, and uh, you know, there's a there's just a, a line of communication that's that through your company, through your team, is uh, relayed to, through the spotter and to the driver, and uh, sometimes we're the middleman, and uh, you know, ultimately we are the ones that have to deliver the message, good or bad.
1: Yeah, but also, there's different, everyone's on a different agenda. You know, if, if, um, Kevin's racing and he's got some rookie out there that's in his rookie year and he's kind of, you know, holding him up a little bit, and, and, you know, what's Kevin going to do? Kevin's going to bump him out of the way, right? I mean, that's the right, that's what I would expect to do. That's what I would expect Kevin to do. Not wreck him and destroy his car, but Kevin's going to be like, look, man, you're holding me up. I'm going to move you and watch what I do learn. And that's what these, that's what the veterans do. Um, You know, but there's other, you got, when, you know, when it's somebody else that's on the same agenda as you, young, learning, you know, no more experience than you, around the same age, everything, when, you know, you got two kids racing, young guys racing, and they come in there, and this guy runs in you, passes you, okay, whatever, you know, maybe he messed up or whatever, catches you again, runs in you, and passes you, what are you going to tell your guy? You're not going to sit there and keep taking it. I mean, I you're gonna you're not gonna tell him to go wreck his car. Or at least I wouldn't anyway. But you're gonna you're gonna let that guy know. Like, look, man, you keep letting this guy push you around. He's gonna next time he catches you, he he knows that he can hit you and move you out of the way and get your spot and move on. Now, you know you need to show him, and it's not whether it's a conversation after the race or you know on the racetrack. Maybe you go to the next corner, you send him off the racetrack, and then he's gonna know. Okay, well. If I do it to him, he's going to do it back now. I can't do that to him anymore. You have to stand your ground. Like I said, I don't agree with wrecking race cars over it and and, right. and, and stuff like that. And I don't. I've never
0: told anybody to go wreck them. No, I might tell him to go get him back and be aggressive with him. Like TJ said, bump him out of the way. Yeah,
1: race how you're raced.
0: Right. That's, I don't. That's I the don't mind
1: thing. a guy racing how you're racing. Right.
0: Maybe race him like he races you. I say that. Yeah. All the exactly.
1: Time. That's a good, But there's. I got no problem with that at all. But I right. will never. I will never. Be in favor of just destroying a guy's no, car. Rubbing
0: Robin's racing. I mean, we all work. You know, every team. There's so many people that put so much time and effort in these things. Yeah, it man. It ain't up to a spotter to no
1: tell somebody. I will maybe. You know, it'd have to be really yeah really severe circumstances for me to. And I, I don't even think I would do that. Nothing I, good. I com, have any Nothing comes. Nothing good, good comes out of that. That's that's when if it gets that bad, there's people's safety at risk at that point and stuff. So you won't ever you won't ever hear me or. I don't think you'll ever hear any of the top-tier spotters say anything, you know, like that.
2: Fair. Uh, Paul Menard turns Harrison Burton in the Xfinity race and says, enough is enough. How about you, Tim? Spot on, spot off.
0: Spot off. I I, kind of see where his frustration comes from because, (laughs) in all honesty, I I spot for Chase Briscoe Mm -hmm. in Xfinity as well, and we raced him hard, clean but hard, for probably 10 laps, and then... uh, he got by us, and then a little later in the race, I forget who he was racing with, but they were doing the same thing to him. And then Harrison, and him were going at it like the third time, yeah. and it was just it was so hard to pass. But I really didn't think Harrison did anything to get to yeah, get that. Didn't, you know, I didn't I, see anything I didn't either. I mean, it was hard racing, frustrating. It was hundred degrees, hundred whatever twenty in the car. Yeah. I get it. Yeah, and I think, you know, he was frustrated. Paul was, yeah. And, uh, I, you know, Harrison races clean every week. I've never. Have you ever seen him do anything like really out of the way? I mean, he's a you good know, little racer.
1: He's learning. Um, yeah, I, I'm. I don't. I don't think Paul meant to turn him. I don't. know. So, so I'll tell you a couple you, times, and I'll tell you why in a second. Uh, but no, I think Harrison's been exceptionally clean. I think I, I knew he ran the bottom more than almost anyone in the Xfinity race. Right. I watched the entire race. He does race. everywhere, and I knew a couple times he overdrove the corner and slid up into a guy. Yeah. And if you do that to that guy, and you're the third guy to come along and do that, right? You got to know, like he's got to learn too, though. Okay, I just saw that guy hit him. I just saw that guy hit him. Yeah, this dude's already mad. So if you hit him, yes, he you're he's going to snap. So that's just part of his learning too. And it is, um, you know, that and spotters can help with that too. Like, hey, you know, be a little careful this guy. He's a little mad. You just you might want to just be easy with yeah. him. Um, yeah. But I also noticed that Harrison, right when he got hit. Harrison was downshifting. Oh, I didn't see that. Yes, he was downshifting every corner. So I right when he got hit, I think he was in the middle of... A shift. Yes. So I think the gap closed up really quick right at the very end for... Like, I don't think Paul... Paul's a really... First of all, Paul Menard's a super clean driver. Yeah. I don't know if I've seen Paul wreck anybody. <laughs> like, I don't either. I, I don't think I ever have. You've pissed Paul Menard off. You've done something. <laughs> exactly. Like, and... And um, I think after it happened, and Paul's the type of guy like, okay, well, look, I did it. I'm going to own it. Right. He didn't back down from it. You no, know? no, he didn't. Like you said, they had poked the bear three times before That's Harrison right. got there. But when Paul hit him, I think Paul just meant to rough him up a little bit and send him up the racetrack. Um, but right when they – Timing was right. And- timing – everything worked out perfectly, but I think Harrison was grabbing a gear at that time, and I think that might have – Yeah, could have uh, contributed
0: to us. Yeah, for so sure.
1: – I mean, but Paul's a super clean driver. For oh, Paul, no to, doubt. I mean, that it surprised I, me. I don't think. I really don't think Paul meant to do it at purpose at all. I've seen Paul get pushed around before and not get that mad. Like you know, and especially with Harrison. you think he would cut the young guy a little more slack. But I, you know, I don't like you said.
0: He had a Paul had a fast car though. He he was yeah. He looked really loose to start with, and yeah. later in the runs he'd he'd come on. And call oh him. yeah, you know he's probably one of the better cars. But he could never get the track position because yeah. everybody was racing so hard. Yeah, and basically everybody was using each other up. Yes, and you know you almost yeah. had the slide job. And yeah, uh-huh. I can. Like I said, hundred and whatever. But that's degrees. also short
1: track racing. Right, as well. it was short track. That's racing. short track racing cars are closer together. Guys are they're going to hit more and things like that are going to happen.
2: NASCAR does not penalize Eric Jones when he stays out after driving over the commitment box during the last caution. Spot on, spot off. TJ? Uh,
1: I mean, spot on. I think it was done by the rule book. I think that call was made exactly how the rule book's written now, so I don't have any issues with it. Uh, We've had some issues with it in the past where, um, you know, guys would cross the line with two tires and turn back out. You know, um, now I think the rule is if you have two tires inside the box – and you turn back out, you're still illegal. But if you get four in, you're committed. Right. So, But, if yeah, if you have four inside the box and you turn back out, you're, that's a commitment line violation. But I guess you're allowed to drive two across it now and turn back out. So if, yeah. you, if you drive two across it and pit, that's a commitment line violation. Two so, across
0: it and go back out? Yes. Not. Nah, so it's yes. a little confusing to the fans and even yeah. to us. I mean, when it happens
1: live, live action – yeah, I we mean, all see it, and we're all like, ooh, yeah. hey, I mean, of, we all like, man, that might be a penalty. I don't know, but I, I think NASCAR nailed it by the rule book, so I got no issues with that at all.
2: I'm going to bring this up because we talked about it before the show started, but you mentioned uh, you guys were tagged in a tweet about you know inconsistent calls by NASCAR. I mean, yeah, do you I don't, still feel— They're
1: just lineups. like They're there for a little while, and I knew it. I knew going into this year with the with David Hoots being gone, it was going to be. He just had such a good feel for the flow of the race, and he knew, he knew what we some of us would try to do. And I, you know, no one in particular. But when you're lining up and you get a preferred lane, you're probably going to stay in it until you're told not to be in it. And that's part of the problem. We're we're all greedy. We all want the best line. We all want well, the best spot. It's the outside everywhere we go now. Just about. So. Yeah, but we're all we're all greedy for ourselves, and if. You're sometimes you you sometimes you know you're in the wrong spot, but you're so far back you're hoping you don't get caught because you're hoping to go from 18th to 14th or 13th or on right. the restart. So you're greedy until they so tell you, you
0: to move. Like a lot of times, I'll tell my driver, I'll say, "Just get what you can get." I'll tell you if they say something. I mean, yeah, you know, just when if, you're coming up someone's the laying back, over and you're trying to get back up yeah. through there. A couple yeah. guys will lay over. A couple guys are a few back. You're like, just yep. get what you can get, and and we'll see what yeah, happens. But, you know,
1: I, and I I said so before that I feel like sometimes. We're kind of at fault as well as the drivers. You know, we're because you're trying to get what you can get, right? You know, and this puts NASCAR in a tough call. It does. You've got one lap to find all this out and put us in the right spot. And, and yeah, and usually I it's, mean it's in the back, and you're coming. to green. It's usually the second half, like yeah. it's from 12th to 14th on back most right. of the time. But I feel like we control a lot of that and we contribute to a lot of that. From and we can make it easier. I still think, I still think we should double up with two to go. And Yes,
0: mm, I, I have thought that as
1: well. I, I think we get should get the lineup straight on the two to go. Especially at short tracks. Mile and a half, so I'm okay with still, but at a short track, um, maybe a mile and under, double up with two to go.
0: Especially, I think, at the end of a race it would be.
1: Yeah, I don't. Because
0: that's when it's most I would rather take on. the
1: extra lap and know that the lineups were completely right than rush it and know that somebody – might not be, you know, especially if you're on the losing end of it. You know, if you know you're supposed to be 14th, and some guy sped up and got out there, and now you're 15th, and you're on the inside, and you know he's going to be, he's going to be eighth off a of turn two, and you're going to be 18th, or right. wh- you don't want that.
0: No, I'd rather run the extra lap. Well, you you really don't have to run an extra lap if you could call the two to go.
1: Well, that's one what. I, yeah, earlier, but I'm, you know, I'm you, saying I don't. I wouldn't mind. I don't mind if it has an extra lap. though. Yeah. If we get it. I hate adding. I hate adding caution laps to that yeah. race, but. I think if it makes
0: it right, then. If it makes it right.
1: Yeah, to me, I want it to be as level and fair. So, you know, two to go, let's double up now. That gives them time to send the wave rounds. You see who's going to drop back. You get the penalty cars where you want them and where you need them. Sometimes
0: a two to go is, yeah, I I think you could do it.
1: I think you could do it now. Yeah. But you could just start it. All you have to do is start it, you know, um, when you, the second time by, when you're letting those guys, when you're letting those lap cars, the second time by, the, Second time the pits are open, that's two to go. Right. If your track's ready, that's two to go. That way, when they come off pit road, your lead lap cars, your lead lap cars are already going to be lined up. If they're pitting with the lap down cars, they line up where they come out. So you got your lead lap cars already set. Let them cars come out. Drop your penalty cars back. You know you got time to get all that done. So I, I think we should double up with two to go.
2: Last topic: Kevin Harvick and Denny Hamlin's last lap battle for the win. How about you, Tim?
1: I mean, it was a it was a good great battle. <laughs> How nervous were you? I was nervous, you know. I mean, I was nervous if you went into three in the groove where you were. Where, yeah, I was nervous. Well, I mean, we
0: went into one on the white flag, and I said, you know, Denny has been good on the bottom. Yeah, he, he dove. He dove down there. I said he's gonna, you know, he's gonna go low, and and obviously we blocked the bottom. Yeah. Um. He got inside with still, and uh, you know, made a run down the back, and
1: he got a little loose off
0: of two. Yeah. I think. And, I mean, so we go down, and, and I'm like, get on his right rear. Get on his right rear. And we go down into three, and uh, I'm not sure where Denny's going to go at this point. And uh, he yeah. goes high so and gets a run. Well, and Kevin, we, got, we had lap Kevin traffic. Swerved us, right, <clears throat> Kevin swerved to the bottom. Kevin swerved to the bottom. missed miss the lap traffic. Yeah. To get some clean air. And, and it was a lot going on. And then Denny got to the outside of us. And from then on, I mean, I said, he's there, he's there. You just get up, get up, get up. I just told him, get up. Um, yeah, I think we moved up, and
1: I think Kevin knew what, his momentum. you're in control when you're on the bottom and the guys behind you right. or anything like that. He, you can control where he, d- he goes. Exactly. If he gets on the inside of you, he's going to drive it into where his right front gets in front of your left front, and he's going to carry you wherever he wants, right. and he's, he's going to win the race. Exactly. So, um, and Denny knows that. Denny's Denny's no slouch. Denny no, knows exactly. He's awesome. Yeah, and so I knew that if Danny got on the outside of Kevin, he would just open the wheel up. And I, I mean, I don't, nothing wrong with that short tracking. That was a, that was a fun race. It was a good race to watch. And I thought it was fun to watch, you know, when Kevin swore at the bottom, Danny's like, okay, well, I'm going to try no, to make it work anyway. Right. And it was just two good, two good short track veterans, kind of in my opinion, duking it out there at the end. And it I was thought a, so exciting. too. I
0: mean, Danny raced us clean. You know, we used him up
1: a little bit. But, I don't think there is. I mean, he, he rubbed you a I little know. bit into one and got beside you, and we and, gave it uh, back
0: off a of four, you know? Yeah, I don't. Like, good short. Uh, I mean, uh, we come up on the good end of it, so I guess, you know, if, if you're the 11 team, you're going to beg to differ for a little bit. But – Yeah, I don't. I mean, you're, I think that they would have done the same thing to us in. If, well, that's. If
1: the world That's was reversed. short track racing. I don't. Exactly. Like, you know, I don't. I don't got a problem with it. As long as you're not destroying something, as long as right. he don't run down into three and just send you all the way to the fence and wreck you, that, that's not right.
0: Nor would it have been right if we'd wrecked him.
1: Yeah, like know, if, Mar- like the end of Martinsville whenever he sent Chase. I don't I didn't agree with that stuff. Like I don't think he meant to wreck him. Um but you know, I don't think um I don't agree with just destroying cars like that. But man, if the two guys are rubbing through three and four coming to the finish, how does it get better than that no, as that's a race? Right. You know, race. I know someone's gonna lose and not be happy about it. Exactly. But like like when we won Martinsville last year, you know, Martin cleared us off a two and Joey went down to three and hit him just enough to get inside of him. Then we raced side-by-side side off the corner. I don't know how much better of a short track race you can get than no. that. Excitement for the fans. I mean, and, going back. I mean, you were watching that race, weren't you? Yeah. Was it exciting? Yes. I mean, it was it fun to watch? Like, it was better than than someone being five or six car lengths out in front and nothing happening, right?
2: I mean, I will say mid-race, definitely a little bit slower. Um, But towards the end, Yeah, well, I'm just saying like a pass yeah.
1: like that, like – were you nervous going into three, like watching the race, like what was getting ready to happen? Yeah. Exactly, but that's – and you had two other, you know, two I'm, other great drivers racing back to the line for a win. I mean, that's a great race in
2: my I opinion. I can't imagine a better finish, honestly.
1: Yeah. You didn't expect him to At catch New him Hampshire. because he fell back
3: right. for a little bit. and then No,
0: I mean, it kind of caught me off guard, too. We had lap traffic ahead of us. and Yeah, I mean, that would never. It would have <laughs> never – I don't think we'd ever been in that position if, if uh, we wouldn't have run up on the traffic. No, yeah. And uh, so – you know, it came quickly, and uh, decisions made quickly, obviously, on Kevin's part.
1: I'm not going to tell Andy how bad you're cussing him. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, you know, I guess if we wouldn't have won, yeah. Yeah. But, no, you don't want to – nobody wants to be that guy. So, no. you know, it's just it, – sometimes bad timing happens on – it's not the first time it's happened, and it's not going to be the last time it no. happened. So it's just part of racing. It's like getting a flat tire. It, it happens. Yep, sure does. Are we Are not going to – how come we don't spot on, spot off? Like, are we going to talk about okay. Stenhouse and them? Did you see that? Mm-mm. Stenhouse said he's got one coming, and he's running for the plate. He's trying to make the playoff, so he's got one coming to Jones.
2: Oh, yeah, he did say that.
1: I didn't see that. Yeah, I guess Eric used him up a little bit, and it cut his tire, which I can understand. I mean, that, that wouldn't make anybody happy. If you rub somebody, you better hope they don't have a problem i got no problem with rubbing rubbing's fine but if you cut their tie, if you ruin their race that's a different story yeah i mean so
2: now does does nascar like he obviously made that comment on tv and i know they like the excitement now wait a minute what
1: last year daytona right
2: Hmm.
1: who won the race eric jones who took out half the field ricky
2: stenhouse solid
1: point I mean, not that he did it on purpose, but that helped yeah. him out a lot, really. <laughs> I'm just saying, I mean. True. I'm just saying. But, I mean, it, this is cool for the sport, though. I mean, it's good to have two guys, you know, like not wrecking each other, but two guys that are. Racing hard. Yes, this is like.
2: The passion is there, and the fans are going to support this their is, driver. We, need,
1: we don't need guys destroying each other, but we need rivalries. We need, right. you know. We need two guys that are going to rough each other up a little bit. Like, hey, I'm going to catch you and knock you out of the way a little bit, and then like we need that. That's what makes the racing exciting. We, you know, it makes it great. So um, and I'm all excited. This
3: came out of New Hampshire. Of all places. Yeah, of all yeah. Places. Good point.
2: Before we take a break, uh, we want to take a moment of silence for Nick Harrison, who passed away over the weekend. let's see what's coming up this week on the dale jr download the
3: dale jr download listen up when you're done listening to door bumper clear go listen and subscribe to my podcast the dale jr download this week we got my mama martha on the show Catch us on TV Tuesday, 5 p.m. on NBC Sports Network. The Dale Junior Download available on major podcast platforms. The Dale Junior Download.
2: What is OfferPad? We're the new way homes are sold. We're your online home buyer. OfferPad is the modern selling solution with a human touch that lets you skip all the traditional headaches. Selling to OfferPad means no showings, you pick your closing day, and we'll even move you locally for free. Go to OfferPad.com, enter basic information about your home, and the next day, we'll send you a great offer. It's free and there's no obligation. We want to buy your home. So request your offer today. OfferPad. Move freely. So, TJ, have you looked up OfferPad? Are you going to sell your house anytime I'm soon? I'm waiting
1: for you to sell your house in OfferPad for that lake house. And you know what? When I buy you in Chad's old mansion, I'm going to have them move me for free.
2: Oh, well, good luck. I'll put you in contact with <laughs> Chad. Um, but I am down. So you name the day. We'll make it happen.
1: Well, just know how, e- how easy it is with OfferPad. You go to there, 24-hour Timmy. you could sell your house. You put your house up there, 24 hours, you get an offer. And, I mean, literally
2: uh, five minutes. You can be at work and just fill this out.
1: And uh, they'll move you. It's pretty convenient. Remember that time you moved me? I do. I yeah. did I did move TJ. So, uh, yeah. If only you
2: had offer pads. I pad. mean, I
1: was his only friend. Tim, yeah. Tim probably <laughs> really yeah. wants to use know. offer pads. <laughs> I think he's the only one that got up the next morning. You know, most spotters are lazy. They sleep in and stuff. And uh, he was the only one that would get up early and come help me. So, I was moving um, out of a townhouse into a house that Dell Junior owned, that uh, Martin Truex had just vacated. So, um, yeah, Timmy showed up, helped me move. And uh, if I could do it again, I would just do OfferPad. Make life a lot easier for you. I'm sure Tim would appreciate
2: <laughs> yeah. it. Uh, me and too. we did. A fan did tweet a photo of the OfferPad billboards. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, you yeah. see it everywhere now. It's, I'm it's excited. Awesome.
1: You know, if you use OfferPad, tweet us about it. Let us know. You know, let us know your experience and um how it goes
2: or tj actually <laughs> will be the one the movie goes. or casey's
1: nope. casey's dreamboat that wasn't easy? that the name of like what didn't her you? wedding hashtag yes yeah
2: it was my wedding hashtag.
1: casey's dreamboat she- <laughs> it was
2: that's my new last name i don't i think that's a solid brett hashtag.
1: wants them to name their first kid's middle name to be like motor <laughs> <laughs> No Didn't you comment. say I'm on a uh, What did
2: Joey recommend? Joey I said. I, no, I said I'm on
1: a boat. I'm the one that said I'm on a boat.
2: And then Joey made another one.
3: Uh, so Joey's was like lame, and TJ was like, I'm on. And then that was. Funny. I mean, we can probably yeah. have a whole
2: show with things yeah. you can name a child with the last name yeah. boat. So Just
3: go find a house with a nursery on offerpad.com.
1: You could be on a, the lake. House, boat, motor boat, <laughs> you know, Amana.
2: I've heard of all of those. You know, if it's a get girl, creative. it could be.
1: Amana's kind of a name. What? It's kind of a name. It's like Ivana, but it's Imana. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, yeah, whatever you say.
1: Imana. All right. Would uh, I'm on a boat? Please stand up.
2: <laughs> I would. Not Paging. Do I'm that. on a boat. I don't think I would do that to my child. But...
1: Imagine you take her to Starbucks. What's your name? Imana. Imana. <laughs> True. All right. We're getting off topic. <laughs> yeah. This is what happens. Go
3: check out offerpad.com
2: right now.
1: Let's go in the fast lane.
2: Three racing questions. One off-the-wall question. 30 seconds to respond to each.
1: Only 30 seconds. How are you going to stop us from talking? Good luck. Fast lane.
2: First question. Five cup drivers crashed their primary cars in practices at New Hampshire. Did the traction compound contribute to this, and is it necessary at a track like New Hampshire? TJ.
1: Um... You know, I, the racing's been good. I thought the racing there was good before, but uh, definitely there's two lanes there now. You can definitely there was definitely a bottom groove that you could kind of hang a little bit. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Made for a good race, so I don't know if it's necessary though. I kind of I kind of miss the short tracks where you could kind of you're just better. You made your car better, but with the bigger wake with these cars and how stuck we are to the ground, I think this helps it, but. Um, and, and yes, I do think it may have contributed to some of them. You know, if you hang your right rear out a little too high on entry, it gets a little loose. There's just not enough racetrack to catch it. You're going to slide to the wall, and you're going to wreck. What do you think, Tim? Um, I don't. I don't
0: really like the PJ one at Loudon. I like. Uh, I like the old style where you you know you used to go in on the bottom, and then as the race worked down, we moved up. So there's two grooves, anyhow. I, I
1: always thought there was two grooves at Loudoun by the end of the race, didn't you? Uh yeah. So, we had a lot softer tires into though. Well we did. We did Yeah, we had, I mean you won the race without pitting. Yeah. Exactly. And and so But um yeah. You hang your
0: you know, they're getting in so hard and uh the the traction compound was right you're you're pushing it right to the limit, getting in. Um a lot of guys were loose all weekend. And if you were if you overshot that and were just a little too loose, man, it just took one little hiccup, one little wheel hop. Yeah, and you were out of the groove and into the fence.
1: Yeah. Especially these young guys too, they're a lot braver. They'll arc the corners a lot more. they they they'll arc it out, and that right rear is a foot out of the grip, you know. And um, I mean, that, that's one thing that I don't like is there's there's grip here, there is not grip right here, right? You know, so it's easier to get out of it. But uh, it's like the you, cushion, you jump, you know. You yeah, we cushion, it used to done. lay rubber back in the day, but there was also quite a there was also a lot more. Uh, it would lay rubber, and I don't I don't feel like we lay rubber down now like we used to. So. I don't feel like it would be that that effective.
2: We talked about this a little bit earlier. Um, Alex Bowman and Eric Jones made contact on pit road on Sunday. What is the, res- the spotter's responsibility when the car is on pit road? Where does it end and the, the crew chief or the guys on pit road start? What do you think, Tim?
0: Usually I drop the car to Rodney, 10 away. And then Rodney gets him five away and into the box. And then going out of the box, Rodney will get him to the grass or to the wall or whatever it might be, and he'll tell him who's outside, One, you know, two wide, three wide, all clear. But at the same time, when, when he's clearing Kevin out of the box, if someone is coming around us like a, a slower car, I try to give him a heads up. Hey, the so-and-so is coming outside. He's five back. You know, as we're putting on our left sides maybe, getting ready to drop the jack and leave, you try to give that heads up. You look ahead of time before the race to see who's you know who's up there, who's in front of you, and uh, <clears throat> try to give the crew chief heads up. But a lot of times that does, you know it's hard to do.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm the same way. I I hand uh, Joey off the Todd at ten away. But a lot of times in the lower series, you know, even Xfinity, sometimes depending on who your crew chief is, sometimes they'll hand that responsibility over to the spotter to call them all the way in, and then um, when they drop the draft, the crew chief will usually. M- I think the crew chief just clears him one lane, you know, clear one lane and he lets off the button. But you have to, you have to kind of be really aware on who you're pitted around and who might be coming around you. Like you should know before you come to pit road who might be coming around you late. And if that guy's running, normally it's like a gentleman's agreement. If you're in the last five, six cars on that lap, you're going to let that guy go. If he's up there in the top 15 or something like that, you're going to, you're going to wait. It's usually whoever's running better kind of, it's kind of a gentleman's agreement, but sometimes you have two guys that just, yeah, Both you, want the time. we've all
0: done it. Oh yeah. Right. I mean, as a spotter, I've seen it happen. You try to prevent it. Yep. But there's certain circumstances where it happens and, and we all you know it's it's a bad deal.
2: After using the current aero package at Pocono in June, what components of an aero package do you think would produce the best racing at Pocono? TJ?
1: Oh man. I feel like we're too sealed in the front and too high in the back. So I don't know. Um, I don't know if it really matters of what ducks you put in the thing or anything like that. I, I'm not hu- I don't know a lot about the arrow stuff. I just know that we're. I know they are. You know they're this low to the ground. I, they're you can't even tell. So they're sealed off in the front. So I don't know. I'd like to go back to something where they're just not as slammed in the front somehow.
0: Yeah, I don't know what the fix is if it's arrow or or what at pocono it's just a tough racetrack with three totally different corners and a lot of room in between them uh they did put the pj1 down for this race and i heard there's a lot of it down
1: yeah in different in in different different areas kind of like what it's just different
0: yeah so we don't know what we got there maybe that'll be something that'll get them bunched up a little more but pocono is just one of them tracks it's kind of like a road course you just get spread out and uh, I don't know if you could ever really pack them up just because uh, uh, everything is so different on each end.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know um, if uh, I don't. We don't have to be going super fast, in my opinion. The speed doesn't bother me really. I watched I watched a Bristol race um, from a handful of years ago, and they were six seconds slower a lap, and they were having a great race. You know, yeah. we don't have. It's like Brett always thinks we need to be going fastest and and uh and all that but you know i just if there's no if you're if there's a big hole in the air the guy behind you his car is automatically going to be worse like it there's just a disadvantage we need to erase the disadvantage some um and i don't i don't mind seeing these guys drive the car so if you could knock half the spoiler off and see them drive uh i'd be up for that too
0: i mean you could also go the other way and knock more horsepower out of them and yeah. and just pack them up like we do at Daytona just yeah. so that you know you drove them
1: like slot cars around there buddies. I don't mind I would knock some horsepower out and I would take a ton of downforce out Yeah I like, mean I don't know if that pack them up though and make better racing do you I don't you I don't would? necessarily know we need to be packed up I just know they need to be I know I don't know they just they just too stuck they're they're like RC cars Yeah they're like RC cars but going around
0: We get separated them too I mean it's yeah. not like it's Okono is a different it different is. type of track. I mean, it's not like we race side-by-side, bumper-to-bumper.
1: Yeah, it'll be it's, different there, too, though, because it's just there's – guys are – it's just different, man. Guy, it's like a little road course. Yeah, it is. And you can pit there without losing a lap. Right. So that throws a big monkey wrench It's a big in strategy there. race. Yeah. Yeah. Glad I'm not a crew chief. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure.
2: Off-the-wall question. A New Jersey man was caught doing 142 miles an hour on a 65-miles-an-hour interstate in New Hampshire on saturday have you ever received a speeding ticket and how fast were you going i just have to say was this on the road by new hampshire because i almost got hit by <laughs> a car drive oh, really? like driving on that main road huh. interesting not a nascar person
3: uh doesn't they didn't specify who it was so
2: interesting someone from new jersey all right well I mean, that narrows uh, it
3: down a true <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: tim what what do you think have you received a speeding ticket and oh how yeah
0: fast? I've got speeding tickets, not quite that fast, (laughs) thank God. And I don't think I've ever went that fast on the highway, but. uh, That's scary. That is scary. I mean, you think about it, you know, I have a 10 year old daughter. You hit 90, you're like, wow, I'm going fast.
1: This is 140. I did 80
0: on the way here, and I think the speed limit was 70, and then I was like, I better slow it down a little bit. So, in 80, to me, if the speed limit's 70, correct me if I'm wrong, and you do 75 to 80. That's kind of common, right? Like you're getting run over on seven. Like,
1: yeah, I think. Especially eight. on 485. That's right.
0: Yeah, I think so 10, and 80 and is,
1: 10 and under is like
0: 80 is acceptable. like, to me, that's pretty fast on the highway.
1: Yeah. And I used to drive race cars, or some people would say I did. But so that's pretty, that's, you know, if you get out of control, if you get out of control, 80 miles an hour is fast. Right.
2: Yeah. yeah. Especially yeah. with cars around you. About I mean,
1: 140, what was it? 40. 142. So, mm-hmm. I think so, really. The problem with 142 is is fine. It's great. Yeah, you're probably still, if it's a straight highway, you're probably still in control.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But you're going to catch somebody or you're going to catch something that's not going to be expecting you to be doing 140. And it's like like this is why motorcycles scare me. I'm not worried about myself driving a motorcycle. I'm worried about the person that doesn't see right. me. You, yeah. So somebody's not going to see you. Um, yeah, that's – I've never – I don't think I've ever gotten a speeding ticket. Come on! I don't think I ever have, and I'm ten over everywhere I go. Like, I don't think I ever have. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm pretty lucky, I guess. I'll probably get one today. (laughs) What about you, Casey?
2: Uh, I did get two speeding tickets. The first one. Did you actually
1: get the ticket, or did you start crying and get out of it?
2: (laughs) No, I. Did you try
1: to cry? she did. I don't remember.
2: You know, you did. I, no, because the second one I got a girl, and if if it's like uh, if you're a girl and the, yeah. there's a no, girl, but that you just know. The first one you cried.
1: You got the first like, one.
2: I definitely cried, and he uh, like minimized warning. it or something. Uh, I knew it. But uh, I did go back after because uh. it was like a neighborhood, and I remember there was a 45 speed limit, and like looking back on it, I should not have gotten the ticket because I was not speeding.
1: Apparently you were. I was
2: not. It was like a speed trap uh, in the neighborhood.
1: So you whipped up some, you're like the kid in the Christmas story when that icicle hits him in the face. He's like, oh, get some tears going. So I, mom thinks I, you Yeah, know,
2: you got that right. I definitely oh love God. God. I will
0: say this on speeding tickets. If you plan on driving to Darlington down 601. <laughs> Don't, Don't speed. Do not speed. Do
2: not speed. Yeah, Iowa you get to
1: McVie wow, or whatever my it is. Goodness.
2: What, Iowa is the same way. It is bad.
1: They are waiting. Yes like so, swimming in shark-infested water. Yes, yep. And the waters have been chummed. Yeah.
2: What about you, Jason?
3: No, not yet. Five he just years. He's got his license. Five years <laughs> driving, no speeding
1: tickets yet. Wow, well, he's got a scooter. <laughs> <laughs> it only hits 45. <laughs>
2: hey. Oh.
1: ChristineAuction.com is an online auction site with tons of cool, authentic, and affordable memorabilia.
2: They have a ton of different auction types. I think I spent like two hours on there yesterday looking for things to buy. (laughs) It includes uh, daily auctions with bids starting at just a dollar and ends nightly. So you can do a quick bid and win right away. Also, the 10-minute auction is a great way to bid quickly and win some really cool stuff.
1: Pristine Auction guarantees the authenticity of all items and uh, each comes with an authentication from only the most trusted sources. So no shadiness. And these items are much more affordable than what you think, Casey.
2: Yeah, check out some uh, previous NASCAR items that went for low prices. Got uh, Kevin Harvick. Race winner signed 29 Good Wrench Oreo die cast, and that was only $31.50.
1: Yeah, I got a signed sweaty Tim Fita with spotter jersey. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I did see a Junior Johnson signed number 26 1965 Ford Galaxy die cast went for $63.
3: And then you know NFL training camp starting up this week. So if you're a fan of uh, any of the NFL teams, a Mike Ditka football that was signed sold for just thirty-two
1: fifty-five.
2: And tons of celebrity ones too. I think I saw like a lot of movie posters and scripts and mm. all that on there.
1: Brett Brett Griffin signed photo.
2: <laughs> Nobody wants that.
3: Well, we <laughs> could if everyone wants to buy Brett Clemson gear, you can just bid on it on. And on yeah, if, yeah. You're,
2: if yeah. you're Clemson,
1: if you're a Clemson fan and you've got um, any extra Clemson stuff, what? go ahead and just send it so we can put it on the. T- Table, or
2: or bid on it yeah. on christineauction.com you know what and you, you can, can do to us too you can
1: take the free five dollars they'll give you for uh signing oh, yeah. up and use that towards some clemson gear or some buffalo bill stuff and it? how do you get that $5? Yeah, what's that what's that code c l e a r what is that spell that is clear into the very first box of the registration page
2: yeah and you get that five dollar auction credit as a new user just so you know
1: yeah so if you're uh, a big fan of the show. Go check them out and, uh, and buy some stuff and let us know what you get, what you see, and uh, what you like. Don't forget to use that registration code, C-L-E-A-R.
2: And uh, for those that can't spell as well, that's pristineauction.com, P-R-I-S-T-I-N-E, auction.com.
1: Yeah, make sure to check back each week with us and uh, see what we'll bid on next.
3: Our Clemson football bid still at $20. I, th- hope, I think we'll have a better chance of getting this one, mm-hmm. so check back. Next week to see if we pick it up. Can we
2: just get like five more things yeah. just in case, and all Clemson? And no, Buffalo it,
1: Bills or Clemson.
2: Put that it way. right in yeah. Brett's area. Done. Ask DBC. This question is from Scotty Styles, twenty nine. What do you think should be done with drivers who are leading and brake check the whole field on restarts?
1: Well, this was my rant. Oh, so, so then you
2: might as well go first.
1: Uh, black flag them. Yes, this this happened. Uh, in the race, yeah. And, Which week? Uh, Every week. Well, this happened. I mean, this happened yesterday. Yeah. Pretty this bad. happened yesterday. So I got to the plane and we got a little time to kill. So I brought it up and I was looking at the stuff. There was a ten mile an hour. Well, first of all, the pace car pulled off, dropped down five mile an hour. Pretty, you know, just g- coasting. And then we get in the restart zone and we drop from forty five to forty point two with the brakes being applied, and then we take off. That That's a black flag to me. What What's the pace car speed there? 50? Uh, 45, I think. I think they added it five. It 50 for the pa-
0: They did add five to the pace car.
1: I'm sorry. If pace car is pulling off, and if you're restarting the race, 10 miles an hour under the pace car speed? Well, the rule, or I don't know if it's a written rule, but you're supposed to maintain pace car speed yes.
0: through the restart zone.
1: I don't mind a a couple mile an hour right it's and two three mile an hour at that point is big yes uh, going down the highway you know but do you know
0: why the drivers do this like some an them. advantage for you can do it a couple different ways some some people start the race in first gear that are bringing them down yep. some start in second so if you're in first you're trying to get your trying your to get ratio, to your rpm you, range to, so you right. can take off yes the best so you know it, it happens at even at michigan it happens at the short tracks, it mm-hmm. happens everywhere. People are playing with the ratios to get the best for a restart jump. So yeah. they used to get penalized for it. It, yeah. it seems like lately it's it's not been enforced much.
1: You know, I, I gotta. I don't have a problem with it. You know, if you stay within five mile an hour, well, look, remember, I get like it. Like Jeff
0: Gordon was the best at like mm-hmm. Matt Kenseth did it well. Like that was kind of like before they started enforcing it, and I think yeah. that was some of the reasons they did over the years. Yeah. They tried to get away from that. But, you know, Hornaday was good at, like, bringing you down and he'd do a little brake check and take off and yeah. get everybody jacked up. I mean, that was yeah. it was kind of cool in a way, but we got away from that for so long, and now we're starting to creep back to it, and uh, all it does there's really just, is tear up cars.
1: Yeah, guys, like, it's not it's the guy's third, and there's nothing spotters can do in no. enough time anyway. When you're supposed to be going green and you're hitting the brakes, there's going to be wrecks. Guys are tearing right. the cars up. And I don't have a problem with the leader, you know, okay, creeping down a little bit, like within a 5 mile hour radius, I don't think you can do anything with that. But if there's brakes being applied yeah. and then taking off, I've got a problem with that. So that's not – that tears up race cars. The the guy in sixth and eighth place, inside that, when you get back in that area, man, hoods get buckled, and it's not we they're not supposed good. to be going, right. yeah. And, look, I get it. Like a little bit of games, the – Slow down a little bit, you know, coast up there, take off late, go early the next time. I mean it's a game, it's a cat and mouse game. But I just have a problem when you when you, you hit the brakes and then take off. Like that that I can't like that shouldn't happen.
2: Next one is from Dubs ten twenty three. Uh, after Matt De Benedetto's fifth place finish, do you think he deserves to stay in that ride next season and keep improving? What do you think, Tim? You first.
0: Well, I think he deserves to be in a ride, yes. I, you know, you can't speak for, you know, the team's decisions because it's based on money and it's yeah. based yeah. on manufacturing. It's not about deserving nowadays. Right. it not, <laughs> has nothing to do with that. Yes, I think he deserves Ross to be Chans in the ride. Ross Chastain
1: probably deserves to be in a top right. 10 cup ride. But,
0: but you know, we just can't, you know, it's a business, and I understand it, and you have to look at it that way. But, I, you know, the racer in me says, yeah, man, this guy, he's impressive. He's done good. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, a lot of respect for him.
1: I think Matt's done a good job. He was the one in there. Um, he is – I think he's performed well. I think he's performed well. Uh, I think he's done – I think he's been a great teammate to them guys as far as when they needed him to help get in line, you know, plate racing, stuff like that. I think he's been a super teammate. So Put eight uh,
0: pounds in his left rear and go out and try to run it and practice at uh, New Hampshire. for that too. <laughs> I mean um, –
1: yeah, I mean, yeah. he's been a great teammate. I think is uh, they, he's done everything. I think they have asked him to do as far. I don't know anything, but I am just saying. I think he's been a great teammate, and I think he's done everything he could with the with what he was handed. Now the it's not in his hands from here on out. I don't think. I think it's up to you know who's gonna who's who's being pushed along, and if they need a spot, you know I don't, um, you know I don't, How old is Matt?
3: I uh, t- looked this up yesterday. Twenty seven.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you got a, how old Christopher Bell? Twenty six or something, I think. Twenty three. Uh, Christopher Bell, it's your second boyfriend. Twenty four.
2: Okay, so you got
1: a <laughs> second. You boyfriend. got a um a young guy coming up through, probably going to be an experience. Uh, has he won a championship? No, no, but he's in the championship running every year. Yeah. He wins how many races? has He won this year.
2: He's on five already, right? Yeah. yeah
1: so he's, I mean, he's building the resume right to move up. This yep. is a second year. Anything after this year, in my opinion, is gonna hurt him. So I think it's time, unless he's unless they come to him and say, "Hey, you know, I, we really need you to run one more year after this year." You're gonna. This is your car. That's a different type. That's a different scenario. But Chris Rebell can't wait around forever because after his stocks up here right now, and stocks fall after a while, you can't just stay up there. So.
2: Have you heard any rumors, like, where people are going? It's
1: your second boyfriend. wants to tell us? <laughs>
2: I wasn't talking about Christopher. I was saying in general. Anybody?
1: Honestly, it's been pretty quiet. Usually at Daytona is when it starts picking up. Um, I know they announced Larson said he's coming back or whatever. Larson said he's coming said back. He was. Yeah, said he was coming back to Ganassi next year. So great for the 42 bunch. Um, you know, I don't – Kurt's still on – I don't know if they've had any – is he another years?
0: Is... I haven't heard that officially yet. I mean, I, was, I, I heard like after the deal. win, he said, "Man, this should sure help for things for yeah I, for the future." Which yeah, uh,
1: which Kurt, I mean, he's quietly run really well. Like right. he's top like four to seven every week. I mean, Kurt, we talked
0: about. Last he's week. good. He's yeah, awesome. I mean, he's a he's great really good driver. You yeah,
1: know? yeah. So I mean, I I think those two make a pretty good teammate. I mean, teammates. I think those Seems two like it. I think those two mix well together and. Um, I think Larson's been building a little momentum here. He's had a rough weekend last weekend, but he was fairly quick at Kentucky, and um, you know, I think he, uh, you know, it'd be good to see him get back on a, a streak there. And you know, it's good to see them guys kind of kind of carrying the Chevys, I guess. Yeah, well, I mean, Hendrick has had a win, and uh, they're running yeah, better. Yeah, I, I mean, guess they, Bowman uh, Bowman had them top, you know, yeah, three second three places, three places second in a row, places and a win, so. so. Yeah, but it's you know it's good to see them guys run well though. It is.
2: Last one is from updates fanatic. If you can invent one thing to make spotting easier, what would it be? You know, Brett would say like a tent over his <laughs> spotter stand.
1: You know, I was thinking about this out of random nowhere too because I take my kids to the parks quite a bit, and I, every time I go to the park, I see these portable like not not portable but like um, removable like what do you call that like nylon or whatever the little like they make them in shapes too like like over a shade yes just like and it would be so simple to do and you know i'm not complaining about being on the roof or anything but you are in the sun a lot you know we're in the sun a ton like and it starts it makes me nervous to be in the sun i mean i put sunblock on where the sleeves and stuff and we all do um we all do but it'd be nice to have shade it'd be nice and i don't even care about like I just want something to block the sun, so it's not direct sunlight on me. I don't need AC fans or anything well, like it that. It makes it hard
0: too to read, like your fan vision. You're trying to read some I mean, data, yeah. But you the know, glare, its just like
1: looking at your cell phone. I'm more worried about it. like, like the health. You know, like, like dying. yeah, like yeah. you know, we're in the sun a lot. Yeah. How hard would it really be to to put some of that stuff up? Just three little rectangles or something just just to cover us some. Like it doesn't have to be a room or anything like that. Just Something. Yes. Like, it, you know, and I know we're not really thought of a lot at the racetracks and stuff, but...
2: Oh, I think of you. Don't worry.
1: Well, thank you. Yeah. Well, you know what I mean, though. Yeah. Like, no, th- fair. Well, I mean... I it, think
2: there was one track that had... They did have a sponsored, like, cover, right? There was one track that you guys said that there was shade. Maybe it was two years ago now. Not anymore. <laughs> just kidding.
3: I, I don't know. I don't ever
1: remember that. <laughs>
2: Scratch
3: that. Well, but, yeah. Well, is building a new Spar stand, right?
1: So maybe can... Maybe we can get somebody to, like, just we can get the tracks to put the posts up to hook it to and we can just put it up ourselves bring our own shade. yeah we'll we'll bring the banner we'll get somebody we'll get a sponsor to sponsor the banners you know then we'll put them up
2: track employees if you're listening
1: <laughs> get to PSA, work please help i'm just worried about being in the sun that much man yeah
2: fair especially like a, on a weekend like last weekend it was yeah. brutal uh what else do we want to rant about
1: well i already ranted so
2: Anything you guys can expect in Pocono, whether it be on track, off track, drama. Heart-shaped
1: bath tubs. Yeah. Uh, You know.
2: Bars to mm. go to.
1: We were just there recently, so. um, Maybe we'll see a bear. Yeah, that's the first thing. See a bear. I've seen
0: (laughs) one bear. I've seen one in the dumpster at the Holiday Inn. (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) And a lady backed herself up to the dumpster within like two feet of it, and the Bear was and doing a selfie and I'm like and I oh. had my iPad so I'm oh I'm my I'm videoing gosh. it because if this bear attacks her. Yeah, he's just he still, I'm gonna have documentation. This is great.
1: Oh my C- god.
2: Been, attack her, clearly. No,
0: no. Did you win pogo? Thank nope. Goodness. But
1: I didn't get this bear mauling this woman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, I've seen okay. one bear, but it was we were uh driving. Um but yeah, I, you're gonna see. You like Pocono, TJ? I mean, do you like going up like there? Yeah. I do too. I do. I a like lot Pocono. Like, ah, there's nothing to do. There's nowhere to go. You know, sometimes the, I just like the being racing. In the country. Yeah, I like I like I like going to Pocono, and I like I like the race because it runs a little bit like a road course. Because you'll have the guys that are pitting with two to go um, before the stage ends. You're gonna have those guys coming up here for track position later after the cycle. Um, so it's kind of a I don't know. It restarts or a Restarts are crazy. There's, up there. there's many, many um, photographs and pictures taken from the end of the front stretch at Pocono for you know how, how wild they are. So, but I like going to Pocono and um, it should be pretty fun. I'm looking forward to it.
2: Cool. Well, what about TBC picks?
1: TJ finally won. Good
3: god! Yeah. It's been like two months. It's been forever. Yeah. Your last win was at the 600. So Brett's picking Austin Dillon.
1: Where are we going, Pocono? You know, um, oh man, I am gonna roll with Busher. That's my pick, Chris Busher,
3: past race champion. Brett's picking yep. Austin Dillon. TJ's mm. picking Busher.
2: Tim, who who would you pick?
1: Oh. Does he have all the drivers or does he have to pick oh, yeah. from a you list? You know what? We're going to give him all of from? the drivers. <laughs> what, he's going to uh, have the opportunity fun.
2: to fit, pick well, the, the favorite.
1: You can pick anybody. <laughs> the favorite? Yeah. Kevin Harvick.
0: Well, I mean, I, we'll be fast. I think it'll be a race between Kevin Harvick and Kyle Busch. Hmm. Kyle's really been good there. He's been on a roll,
1: what, probably the last three times, TJ? I mean, four races he's probably been... That's one of car. that's one of Kyle's good tracks. It
0: is. You know, I think he'll be the car to beat.
1: It's one of his good tracks. So, uh, yeah, he'll be tough to beat there. Let's, um, yeah, he'll be tough.
2: Moving on to the movie review.
3: Yes, I watched Fast Times at Ridgemont High last night. Um, it wasn't my favorite, but it was like they had some funny moments. Like
0: I thought about you. Uh, it's a little dated.
3: Yeah, it's like some, yeah, I, I was thinking that's probably my parents' time when they were in high yes, school, just thinking yes, about for how for you bad, it would be dated. Yeah. But when, like, the kid ordered pizza in class, I thought that was yes. pretty funny. Like, I wish I could do that in college and just right. in front of 120 people bringing a pizza, that'd be pretty funny. And then, um, oh, the guy threw the coffee on the robber at the end and he ran, like, that's pretty smart. And, yeah.
0: Or when they wrecked the Trans Am. And- yeah. Oh, yeah there, there some, it's a great movie, but it is dated. I guess I'm dated, too.
2: <laughs> I like still like that movie. That's it topic. is a
0: classic, yeah.
2: What's
1: his next one? Any other recommendations? Um, I don't know. Titanic. <laughs> uh, seen that. Oh, that's cute.
2: <laughs>
1: Gosh, he has it's no crazy. idea about like when Terminator came out. Like those were like.
2: Have you seen the Rocky movies?
1: No. Yeah, <sighs> but we can't just can't do one of them though. There's he too many to... of them.
2: I know. It has to
1: be like a one off, like Shawshank. Or I'm looking here. We got like Edward Scissorhands.
2: <laughs> oh, that was a good one.
1: Yeah, that was pretty good, but. um, Saving Private Ryan was... You
2: Did remember you see that? that one? No, I haven't seen that one. Oh, the beginning should, of that one. You should like, do that one.
1: You remember the beginning of that one? Holy cow. That's it's a, on TV
2: a lot, actually. The was Blair Witch it, Project. KC0.
1: Dumb and Dumber. Dumb and Dumber. Have you
2: seen Dumb and Dumber? Great. I
1: don't think so. Okay, Come on. that
2: one. Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> Done. <laughs>
1: Independence haven't Day. haven't seen Dumb and
2: Dumber. Dumb and Dumber. That's you what, what you're...
1: Never seen it. That's what you've got kay. this week. Uh, what about American Pie? No, I saw that one. Yeah, we had that already. Warm Apple Pie. Yeah. Cool. Um, hang right. on, I'm on a roll here. <laughs> Save he me already has one.
2: Week. Save it.
3: I know. It's on. Keep going. You're good. All right, so the Clemson football is still at $20. We'll check back next week, and hopefully we'll be able to give Brett the good news that he won a Clemson-signed football.
2: We're winning something, Clemson. For sure. Uh, thank you for listening. Don't forget to tweet us some feedback. Make sure it's all good feedback. Uh, retweet it, like it, share it. Thank you, Tim, for joining, and congratulations on the win again. You are welcome. Yeah, you're welcome. Anytime. You're
1: welcome for coming on. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I I appreciate it, guys. Thank you very much for having me.
2: Anytime you want to come on, we'll just tell Brett that he's out. Yeah. So let us know.
1: Yeah, I had a lot of good feedback from you being on the show, too. People were – it was funny because people were getting in the elevator and be like, oh, Timmy, I heard you on there. Yeah, Yeah, the show was the best one I had heard. (laughs) Coming from the boss, that was – Brett me and should I tell story? yeah absolutely <laughs> me and Brett I was get you on would. the
0: elevator and Junior and LaTar, they're all going up the tv booth and I, I didn't I said hey to Junior and about halfway up he nudged me he goes, oh by the way that was the best DBC ever and Brett's like oh man come
2: on <laughs> so
1: it was perfect it was pretty funny yeah that was uh that was perfect yes that's awesome yeah so hopefully he'll listen to this one too
2: yes maybe he'll
1: promote our show during his show
3: actually he did that last week that's what
1: good we so we show up for this show every week and his truck's parked out front and there's parking lots on like three sides of this building (laughs) he literally parks right in front like by the in front of the mailboxes even like he owns the place that's what i said walking in so he
2: can park in the garage all these people are sitting out there i'm like
1: man this guy just parks like he owns the place
2: there's some great people out there. They're really nice. Waiting for yeah. Dale.
1: it's nice having him at the racetrack now because I, I see him. You know, he was vacationing the first half of the year. So, what's um, isn't it cool to see like the retired drivers, like even Burton and DJ and yeah, like Jeff. you can you can just talk to. Well, him, it's cool like because talk and you know I don't I think a lot of the guys in the roof get have a different perception of Dale Junior now too is because he'll come out between between broadcasts like between practices or something he'll come out there and sit with us and go up to talk to people and these are people like he probably used to see him at the racetrack when they were racing you know back in the day a little bit and talked every now and then and then you you know he he went to the cup series or whatever and then you didn't see him really much at all i didn't
0: get to talk to like like jimmy we used to be tight we used to be buddies we used to go out and uh you know he goes to the cup series and you know now, wave at him in the garage, hey Timmy what's up, you know, and he try you know we always yeah.
1: talk, but it's not like you know, but same with junior but now know. I think I think spotters are you know he's come up to almost he's come up to oh, he talks and, to all of us, yeah, like you hey know guys um, what's up you know yeah, and he i think it's I think it's cool that he does that, and you can just tell he is well he's in a good spot, he's in a good spot, yeah, yeah. for sure, so all right, well, we will come back next week, hopefully, um Brett takes his fourteenth show of the season off. <laughs> And uh, we can talk about the 22 in victory lane. That'd be fun.
2: That would be great. Make it happen.
1: I'll do my best.
2: Have a great week, everyone. Thank you for listening.
1: Check out Dirty Mo Media on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Dirty Mo.